Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. On the first day of the week, at early dawn, the women came to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they went in, they did not find the body. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you, while he was still in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners and be crucified, and on the third day rise again. Then they remembered his words, and returning from the tomb, they told all this to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them who told this to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in. He saw the linen cloths by themselves. Then he went home amazed at what had happened. The Gospel of the Lord. Anybody recognize that tune? No? Try singing along with me. I think some of you might know it. I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Where? Where? I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Where? All right. Now, I'm not going to get you to stand up and start dancing around because I'm so happy. So very. But um, anyway, that song that was sung during my childhood Sunday school classes has been popping into my head recently several times. And I can't really quite figure out why because I haven't felt particularly joyful. That's for sure. In fact, I've been a little low energy, as they say in my family overwhelmed by everything that's been going on in the world, not really joyful at all. Yet still, joy, 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 joy down in my heart. As I drag the garbage out to the dumpster, or while waiting impatiently at a red light, or when I'm shopping in the grocery store. That joyful song started on my internal playlist after listening to Senator Cory Booker speak to Katanji Brown-Jackson during the confirmation hearings two weeks ago. After days of intense, hateful questioning by his colleagues, Senator Booker served up a message of grace to a tearful Judge Jackson, whose nomination to the United States Supreme Court was historic, overdue, and full of joy. His message has been reverberating in my head and my heart ever since especially his phrase that he used three times in various ways. He said, I'm not going to let anyone steal my joy. He knew, we know, this was a historic moment in the history of our country. 
and many of us were simply just overcome with joy. Those who recognize the significance of her confirmation, who know the power of its truth within their gut, can't help but feel joy in this moment. And no one is going to steal that joy, especially those who cannot recognize it or who dismiss it as an idle tale. It is rare to be overcome with such joy. Brene Brown says in her book, Atlas of the Heart, that in her research about feelings, that joy is sudden, unexpected, short-lasting, and high intensity. And it is characterized by a connection with others, or with God, or nature, or the universe. You see, joy is different from happiness. Happiness is something that we create, but joy, joy captures us, comes from deep within, and it is an intense feeling of deep spiritual connection, pleasure, and appreciation. Like the way that many stood with tears in their eyes, unable to explain it, but filled with joy at Katanji Brown Jackson's confirmation to the Supreme Court. Or when a parent holds their newborn baby for the first time. Or for me, that day long ago in 2009, when the ELCA voted to officially allow for LGBTQ pastors to come out of hiding and exist as full members of the clergy roster. I didn't know it, but I was dying inside and suddenly felt alive again and tears of overwhelming joy just burst forth. And to be honest, joy welled up inside of me last night at the Easter Vigil and again this morning too, being together with all of you in a full church after two full years of Easter's via Zoom. We are back together again in this place to celebrate our most joyful event of the year. We boldly shout, Alleluia! Christ is risen! And we joyfully sing our Easter songs, and I am filled with joy today, way down in my heart. But what about that first Easter before the resurrection of our Lord's feast day was even called Easter? That day long ago when the women started out their day anything but joyful. These faithful women who had been followers of Jesus were grieving grieving deeply, and their teacher and friend, the one that they had hoped would bring freedom to their troubled world, was dead. So what were they to do now? Now that their hope was gone, how could they possibly carry on when all seems lost? I imagine that you know what it's like when your world is turned upside down by grief and despair when you don't know what to do, or who to turn to, or what will happen in your future, when you feel dead inside. The women did what was expected of them to do. They gathered up all the spices and the oils, and they made their way to the tomb to care for the body of Jesus. But when they got to the tomb, there was no body to tend to. The Gospel writer Luke tells us that they were perplexed, confused to be sure, but maybe 
just more like shocked. The two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them and caused them so much terror that they fell to their knees. But once they were reminded about what that unbelievable promise said, that Jesus would rise again, they were overcome with joy. And they rushed to the apostles to tell them this startling good news, that Jesus was no longer dead. He is risen indeed, just like he promised. So they burst into that locked room, telling everything to their friends. They didn't care about the looks on the faces of their listeners. They didn't wait for a chorus of, Jesus Christ is risen today. They had amazing news to share, even if those in the room thought that it was an idle tale. So here's an interesting tidbit. The words idle tale are translated from the Greek word leros, which means garbage, drivel, nonsense. Some scholars even say that it's better translated as crap or BS. So that's how the men responded to the women's joy, to their Easter sermon, believing it to be leros, nonsense. It's almost as if the 11 remaining apostles tried to steal the women's joy. They say it wasn't true. They wouldn't believe it unless they saw it for themselves. They call BS. It's just women talking after all. But I like to think that the joy stayed with them as they moved through the next few days, sharing the good news and remembering and counting on everything that Jesus had promised. They were the first witnesses to the resurrection, and they were the first to remember what Jesus had promised, that the Son of Man would suffer and die and after three days rise again. And nobody, nobody was going to steal that joy from them. There is plenty going on right now in your life and in mine in our country and in our world that will try to steal our Easter joy, that would whisper to us that the resurrection isn't real, that suffering and evil rule the day, that death has the final word. But we come here today and stand together and say, we will not let our Easter joy be stolen. As Pastor Mueller reminded us in the E! News this week, life is a blend of terror and beauty. And throughout these days, we hold the tension of darkness and light, of bondage and freedom, of death and life, sorrow and joy. even if it doesn't feel quite right to choose joy in these difficult days. Maybe that's exactly when we let the sights and sounds and smells of Easter envelop us, even carry us. And if we doubt the resurrection is true or can't sing our shout, our alleluia joys ourselves, then we lean into our neighbor who sings and shouts and believes for us. Maybe right now is when we need to kindle the joy, joy, joy down in our hearts the most. Because our wintry hearts are longing for new life. 
So on this festive morning, we join our senses, our voices, our hearts in the boundless joy and hope of the resurrection. We glory in your cross, O Lord, and we praise your holy resurrection. For by your cross, joy has come into the world. Amen. <laughs> 